Hey, everybody. You know, Mark and I have over 20 years of experience as therapists and as addicts in long-term successful recovery. We know better than anyone what works and what doesn't to break out of porn and sex addiction, heal betrayal trauma, and reclaim your relationship. And we've poured all of our personal and professional recovery and healing experience into a first-of-its-kind program for addicts, spouses, and couples. We call it Dare to Connect. At least four times every week, we engage with you in real time, in the trenches, giving you the knowledge and the tools to take back your life and relationship. Whatever else you've done on your journey for healing and recovery, you've never done anything like this. You know, Mark and I, we've made all the mistakes, so you don't have to. Don't reinvent the wheel. We all know tomorrow never comes. Look, don't wait one more day to change. Claim your free two-week trial today at daretoconnectnow.com. everybody. I'm Steve Moore. And I'm Mark Castleman. We know the pain and heartbreak of porn and sex addiction. And we know the triumph of breaking completely free. Every day, we help our clients find hope and healing. Join us in the fight to take back your life, your marriage, and be stronger than ever. This is the PBSC Squared Podcast. Hello and good morning, everybody. Welcome to the PBSC Podcast. Mark, Mark Castleman, along with myself, Steve Moore here. Good to be with you guys today. We are actually uh, in advance. We just want to let you know you may hear some background noise today uh, during the podcast. We are actually broadcasting on location uh, from a uh, local coffee house. We just completed our Dare to Connect uh, Attic session this morning. And uh, as, as most of, many of you may know, we run a program called Dare to Connect. It's for addicts, spouses, and couples. Uh, we meet three times a week for an hour each time, once for addicts, once for spouses, once for couples. Uh, they're interactive streams where uh, clients can ask questions about anything. We present on a variety of topics, and then we also have our support groups for both addicts and partners on the weekend. And uh, this morning's session, we uh, broadcasted on location because we wanted to do an interactive stream about how to manage triggers in real time while we're out in public and uh, out in the world and navigating that with people. It was a really awesome stream. Uh, would love to have you guys come out and check, check out Dare to Connect uh, so you can, you can uh, get in on some of those. We're doing more and more of those. Uh, and uh, you can find more information about that as well as a two-week free trial at daretoconnectnow.com. Uh, we will be raising the price significantly on Dare to Connect here in the next couple of months. So if you'd like to lock in that lower rate, uh, we would love to have you join that as soon as possible. Love to have you come in and, uh, and experience what that's all about. And again, you can find out more info at daretoconnectnow.com. But if you do hear some ambient noise in the background or maybe our mics feeding off of each other, that's what that is. So apologize for that today. Um, Mark, uh, we've got a great topic here. If you want to kind of just lead us into uh, the submission that we're going to cover today, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Well, because I can't see the document you, of the question, <laughs> the question that the person sent in, because I'm, <laughs> I'm on a laptop that's not giving me access to that. Welcome to... Tech issues. Oh, no worries. You're going to have to read it. <laughs> that is okay. I can do that. So that that's fine. I'm, I've got it covered. See, this is the kind of stuff that happens when you're on location, guys. Um, but uh, no, I've, I've got that covered. This comes from a listener. We'll leave her name out. And I'll just read real quick what she sent in. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm not going to read it for the sake of time. We're going to keep it brief. I'll just kind of summate it. 
Uh, we're dealing with a partnership here, a boyfriend-girlfriend. Uh, the submission comes from the girlfriend. And she, she and the boyfriend, they're both 21. They're coming up on four years together. Um, and they're hoping to get married soon. Uh, this, uh, this partner, we'll just refer to her as a partner, is struggling because her, her addict uh, boyfriend, who has been struggling uh, with pornography and sexual compulsion for some time now, has made a lot of remarkable progress in, 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 the, recent, in the last couple of uh, years. Um, sobriety has gone way up. Uh, he's doing much better. He's pursued a recovery largely through kind of a Christian-based uh, theology and program, which we are not against by any means. This is a very much a Christian program we utilize here as well although we do pair that with a lot of political stuff. And uh, he's, he's doing overall much better. However, he does continue to have occasional slips and relapses from what she says. And uh, she is finding herself struggling because she finds that when he does relapse with, you know, X, Y, or Z things, and he comes to her, she experiences a tremendous, I guess you could say, compulsion, maybe might be the right word, or just pressure herself to look up the, uh, these uh, images the images and the people that he is accessing through his fantasy. And so he finds himself. And so she finds herself kind of comparing herself to those. She's trying to find safety in, in looking those up. But after each time, you know, she, she feels a lot of guilt and shame herself. And it's also very triggering for her each time. And so she's wanting to curb that behavior, but is struggling with how to do it. And she is asking for information about how can she stop that? But also what can they be doing better as a couple individually and together to kind of beat this thing and really be done with it. So we, we kind of broke this down today into a couple of different uh, areas. And since Mark can't see, see what we've got prepared here, I'll just kind of share those so he knows where I'm going with this as well. And we're going to break this down into two parts, and this is going to be a brief podcast today. But the first component is going to be things uh, for her to work on okay, with this, and then we're going to kind of switch to him, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, so uh, a couple of things that we wanted to focus on when it comes to uh, giving some advice to this awesome young woman uh, with regard to this is, you know, there are lots of different skill sets uh, to employ when dealing with this. And, and let us just first start by saying how much we empathize with you. Um, what a hard uh, situation that is. You know, a lot of the spouses that we work with feel the pressure to do the same thing for a variety of way, reasons. They want to become acquainted with what their partner's looking at. They're, oftentimes they find themselves falling into kind of a competition dynamic with it, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, there are lots of reasons why that happens. And so we just honor your vulnerability and being able to reach out and even talk about it. Because we know there can be a lot of shame tied with that uh, yourself as well, on top of all the emotions and feelings you're dealing with with your partner. Um, but uh, yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, addiction and why it is insanity and how that kind of plays out as far as the comparison piece with a with a uh, a partner struggling to uh, you know put themselves in that position of of comparing themselves to to the addict. Yeah, what she's what she's describing is really common. You know, Steve, you and I work with a lot of clients, and it's very common for a partner who's suffering from betrayal trauma to get fixed in their head that the more information I can get, the more safe I'll be. And we know that that's a really legitimate way to try to deal with trauma. If I know more than when I know it all, then I'll finally be safe. And one of the things that we can say absolutely to all of you partners listening is that is really a dead-end street. <clears throat> what you're going to find is that the trauma brain really becomes insatiable. The more information you feed it, the more information it wants. Until pretty soon, <clears throat> you just find yourself obsessing 
what's he looking at? What's he not? Where's, where's he been? What's he doing? Where is he right now? Right. <clears throat> we even work with partners who will put all sorts of tracking devices on their, you know, their partners to stuff. And <clears throat> they basically become police women. And that's not your job. One of the hardest things that you will do is to learn how to quote, own your side of the street in your healing and recovery and allow him to own his own. And one of the things that really breaks my heart, makes me really sad, quite frankly, and, and I know that I experienced this with my wife, is when she realized that I was, I was looking up all of these websites and all these images and I was looking at all these other women, she naturally fell into the place of comparison. Do I measure up? Am I attractive to him? Do I even rate with him anymore? How could I possibly keep up with all these other images that he's seeing? And it really, it really can dominate your thinking and your mind to get into this comparison place. And it's one of the reasons why it's so important to not allow yourself to buy into the trap that if I have every single detail of information, I'll be safe. It's actually the opposite. Yeah, and just to kind of add to that, you know, I I know that, uh, you know, one of the things that we have to keep in mind is for a spouse, I think two of your greatest weapons in this process of, you know, freeing yourself from this and pursuing your own healing are are utilizing 12-step-based concepts like surrender and acceptance, right? And one of those things that needs to be accepted is that reality will never compare to fantasy, right, when it comes to this theoretical world of body parts and imagery and all of those different things. The world of airbrushing, of fakeness, of prosthetic body parts. I mean, just this endless, this endless sea of stuff that you will find in the fantasy pornography world simply will never live up to reality. And another component of that acceptance and surrender is recognizing that my partner at the end of the day has to make a cognizant, conscious choice to choose me. If we are really going to make it as a couple, um, there is no way, even though my Every every cell in my gut in some ways may be telling this as a partner, there is no way, or maybe countering this, there is no way to make him choose me, to make him love me, to make him want me. Uh, he has to be taking on and, and shouldering and owning, owning that. And we know that obviously it sounds like to a degree that's already happening, and we're going to talk about that in just a second. Um, but that is something you're going to have to continually kind of remind yourself of is, is that there is nothing to find in the in the barrel of looking at what he's looking at that is going to to net me a positive over, overall right there's going to be more trauma for me um and more comparison there than there will ever be safety and and again we can connect why that happens right there's there's that curiosity you know i want to make sure that i'm measuring up or in some cases i might even find myself competing with it and what we would lovingly say to that is please don't try um there is no way to compete with that and and you you were never meant to that's not that's not your job so, well, and, and Steve, another thing that a partner will be asking is, well, don't I need to know what he's attracted to, to see if he could ever be all into me or not? Here's the thing for all your partners. These addiction behaviors, we, there's a reason we call addiction insanity. There's a re- the person who's, who is caught in this addiction is not in his right mind. He is not behaving from his true or higher self. So what he's looking at in, in many cases, is not even the thing that he prefers. It's not the thing that he's most attracted to. His brain's looking for novelty. It's looking for the taboo and the forbidden. It's wanting to go into uncharted waters. And so if you are going to go, quote, see what he's seeing, 
in order to, to, to find out if you could ever measure up, you're going to be comparing yourself against something that he doesn't even probably prefer in his truer, higher self. So just keep in mind that when he goes into that place, he's, he's insane. He's not his right self. Yes, absolutely. Well, and, and for sake of time, we're going to switch over here to kind of talk about some things that can be done on the on the addicts part as well. First of all, to this gentleman, if he's listening to this podcast, we just applaud your work that you've done already on your own. Um, Mark and I, few people, as most of you know, we are we are therapists, but we are also addicts in long term recovery, which is which is why I think people appreciate working with us on different levels, be it with the podcast or in our individual clinics or in the DDC program, and. Um, we, we know how tough that can be to, to facilitate and find some successful recovery. What we would lovingly encourage, though, is that there may be an emphasis on maybe because we don't know much about your story, but something to, to keep in mind just in the name of knowing how this oftentimes goes for us addicts is that uh, recovery is you have to keep in mind that recovery, whatever else it is, it is always a progressive victory over lust. Always. Um, and that means a couple of things, but the first is that slips and relapses should progressively be going down both in severity as well as in the frequency. And in order for that to happen, there need to be a couple of things that have to happen. And we're not going to cover the details on this. Frankly, we'd love to, if we had the time, but we don't. So join us at DDC so we can, um, but there is going to be uh, for example, there, there ought to be some sort of a recovery plan. A relapse evaluation is what Mark and I call it that happens after a slip or a relapse something that, that you are fleshing out in terms of figuring out what went wrong, uh, where, things, where things went awry with that slip or that relapse, so that when you are accountable to your partner, which it sounds like you're already doing, that it is, involves more than just saying, hey, this is what happened, I'm really sorry. Part of this process, if you want to really create safety and fight for this relationship, is identifying what went wrong and what are the commitments, at least one, that you're going to make to change that in the future. Because one thing that is unacceptable is to have have the same relapses or the same slips happening over and over and over again due to the same environment or same circumstances without making a change. And so that is something that that I, I would say right out the gate needs to needs to be worked on on your side if you're going to help support this environment for your partner. Well, one of the things that happens for us as addicts in recovery, we can get stuck in the mindset that if I confess and disclose, I've done my job. Disclosure to a partner should, all, should always have three components. Not just what did I look, look at or, you know, how did I act out, but very importantly, why did I do it? I've tapped into my support system. I've talked with other guys in 12-step or my sponsor. I've worked with my therapist. Here's, here's, what I, here's how I understand why I got into that place. Second, what I was participating in, but they're very important. Third, here's my plan going forward so that next time I have better success. Disclosure should always include those three components. And the other thing is, is that disclosure should not include gory details. Those details that an addict, what he was participating in, need to be shared with his support system. And then his disclosure to a partner is, is, is adequate enough for her to know what was going on, but not so much that, you know, it, she, she, she knows these details and she can never, ever get them out of her head ever again, right? We never want to bring that added trauma onto a partner. Absolutely. Well, and there's so much more we want to say about this, guys, but we do have to wrap this up and let you go. Um, you know, again, we would just invite you one more time. It, it, today's session on Dare to Connect was just such a cool thing to be able to be here in real time, 
sharing with our, our clients and our subscribers on the go uh, and in depth and be answering questions, them getting answers. It was just a great experience and, and so cool to be here together with Mark and I in the same spot and doing that on location. And we hope that you will come and take advantage of that. Uh, right now, we are scheduled to raise the price uh, from Dare to Connect for from $195 per couple to $295 per couple beginning March 1st, 2023. Um, that's what we're slated to do. And uh, anyone who joins before that is able to lock in the current price of $195 before it goes up to the new price of $295. Now, either price point, frankly, is a bargain for the amount of content that you're getting because it's just more than you could ever process but but if you want to lock that in if you like the podcast now is the time to do that so you can be grandfathered into that price point please if you're on that precipice mark and i've been on this precipice so many times if you're like right on that edge of like i kind of want to do this but i'm not really sure and i want to get better but i'm not please just take the plunge just be done with this thing let's knock this out let's let's dare to connect let's grow together and let's get you guys finished let's find healing for you for your marriage and uh to be able to do it at, at, like I said, at a ludicrous price point either way, but, but the far more ludicrous one of how it currently is. <laughs> so we would love to have you come join us and you can find more information about that at dare to connect now.com. We love and appreciate you guys. We hope that you've, you are having a great week and that you're finding uh, ground and strength and in, in your recovery process as we start this new year. Uh, let's make 2023 the year that you, you knock the set this thing out for you addicts out there. There really is a last time. Um, there's a last time of relapse. Let's let's help you find that. Um, come and join us. And uh, as always, you're welcome to send in submissions uh, to the podcast if you would like for brief answers at uh, pbscpodcast.com at the contact form down at the bottom. We'd love to hear from you. Um, other than that, have a great uh, rest of your week, and we will talk to you next time. Everything expressed on the PBSC podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the participants and is for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered mental health therapy or as a substitute thereof. It is strongly recommended that you seek out the clinical guidance of an individual qualified mental health professional. If you're experiencing thoughts of suicide, self-harm, or a desire to harm others, please dial 911 or go to your nearest emergency room.